Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. Today, we're talking about chaos. Are you excited yet? The reality is that no healthy person loves living in chaos all the time. The reality also is that we all experience a state of chaos at some point in our life. In our conversation today, we'll get into what chaos is, the opposite of it, and how to live according to our divine design of order and peace. Oh, it's going to be a good one today. I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's get this thing started. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And on today's episode, uh, we are talking about saying no to chaos. So uh, if you're anything like me and any other healthy human being on the planet, you don't want chaos in your life. You want to avoid it. Yeah, you, yes. you want to say no to chaos. Um, but if you're like any other human being on the planet, you've probably experienced chaos <laughs> at some point in your life. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we want to start out by just laying it out. What is chaos? Uh, and then we'll talk about how we uh, get out of it. So the actual dictionary definition of chaos, the short version is complete disorder and confusion. Uh, so that's the dictionary definition. And where there is confusion, the Bible says there's every evil work. So it really messes up our actions, doesn't wow. it? You, yeah. When there's you chaos. You really went there. I know. You're ready to preach. Wow. Yeah. Why don't you? <laughs> just, I just thought of it. It just popped in my head. Every evil work. Wow. <laughs> So okay, we've gone from um, confusion to every evil work. <laughs> so I know you had some thoughts, some other thoughts wanna, on what we, we, yeah, we want to take the you, definition. We want to take you to a party now, don't we? I mean, wow. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Well, why don't uh, you, you go guys, ahead and take yeah. us there? <laughs> well, we know God is not the author of confusion. Sure. Why? Because out of confusion, that's where we respond opposite of who we are. We step into fear. Uh, it releases negative chemicals into our body, which can produce sickness and yeah. disease. You know, it, it affects our soul. And that's where fear and anxiety and oppression come in. So the more we feed on chaos, you know, we talk about being a drama queen or a drama mm -hmm. king. Uh, the more we live in that, the more it damages us, body, soul, and spirit. It's yeah. just not a good place to be. Yeah. Maybe drama is a better word because, you well, know, I that's... Well, think, I think chaos can look different ways. Okay. I think um, externally, a lot of times it, it looks like drama. And that, to me, drama involves other people. I, maybe that's not how you would say it, but in my mind, drama mm -hmm. involves multiple parties. Sure. But I think also chaos can be internal and can mm -hmm. look like um, anxiety and worry and um, a lot of just internal storms going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it can look like drama, but it, it can also look like some other things. And I think so much that propagates chaos is fear. Yeah. So if I feed on the news or if I feed on the negative or I get consumed in someone's drama. Well, do you ever get around somebody problem. and all they ever talk about is negative? Right. <laughs> so, so they are living in a world of drama and drama begets drama. Right. Like it's just going to keep growing. And if that consumes my memory, my thought processes, it'll absolutely affect every single area of my life. It'll affect relationships. Yeah. It plunges me into discouragement, disappointment, depression. It's just a real negative thing. We all face it. So I think the biggest thing is how do we process through that and overcome it so it doesn't... Um, bring us into internal chaos. I think okay. we really have to define what chaos is. I know that we've kind of been bouncing around it because I know for some people, chaos is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And so they might look and say, I'm not in chaos, but it's because it's what they're used to. It's just how maybe their family communicates or or what they grew up with or, yeah. you know, Drama and chaos and disorder is just a part of their functioning life. Yeah. So, do you have any how, more of that definition we... I interrupted you on? <laughs> well, no, I was kind of giving it to you, but 
I do think you, in order to know, uh, so if chaos is your norm and you don't know anything different, you have to be presented with another way. And yeah. so I think maybe talking about what, uh, what the intention is for our life. And so if we look at the very beginning in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth. And what did he do? He created order. Yes. So right away, he mm -hmm. separated the water from the land, the day from the night, the darkness from the light. And so you see right there, he created boundaries. He created physical um, order for mm -hmm. our creation to um, to live from. And so that is God's original intent for us. Uh, you even look at our human physical bodies, our physical bodies, I am no scientist, <laughs> but we are a makeup of many different parts that have to function in perfect rhythm and order. And if they don't, we are either sick or we die, right? We have mm -hmm. to have order. And so when we're speaking relationally, um, that is the same. God's design for our life is order. And so I don't know if that answers your question from the other side. So one of the signs of chaos is disorder, yeah. lack of structure. Yeah. And that's why in John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal kill, destroy. The thief comes in to bring chaos yeah. because he wants us to get out of that God purpose, God created, right. God planned order. Yeah. And that's what happened in the garden as well. Yeah. So uh, the serpent came and through deception and through lies and through coercion uh, caused uh, Adam and Eve to believe a lie, as it were, and they ate of that tree. That immediately brought disorder order. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably talk about this later. So there are some practical things, uh, structures that we can put in place that are very practical, but I believe that there is a divine structure mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. if we uh, connect to, it will, it will uh, confront chaos in our lives. So as believers, beginning with divine alignment, yeah, and then, you know, obviously we'll talk about those practical well, things. Well, and Jesus, because Jesus had divine alignment with the Father, when they were in the storm, mm -hmm. guess what? The, the All the disciples were in fear because mm -hmm. of the storm, but mm -hmm. he had that divine order so yeah. Jesus could speak peace to the storm. Yeah. And so I think if we are connected to heaven, it empowers us to relate and connect to our external world through the perspectives or through the perception of the Father's thoughts and the Father's ways. So yeah. you, you have to ask, is there chaos in heaven? No. So when we align with heaven, we can then bring what heaven. is in heaven down to our situation. Yeah, because I look, there's two stories in the Bible where Jesus is in a storm, one where he is asleep and the other one where he's walking on the water. <laughs> <laughs> and so did storms, were storms present? Because we are on earth, he was on earth. Yes, storms were present. However, the storms did not affect Jesus, obviously, because he's asleep and he's walking on the water. Mm -hmm. So he has power. He has uh, that connection with heaven's environment on the earth. So as uh, partakers of, uh, of his divine nature, we also can access that perfect peace, that perfect um, chaos-free uh, living of heaven. So, And when the world's disorder brought sickness and disease, Jesus was there with divine order to yeah. bring healing. Yeah. And when the enemy came in and possessed and taunted and harassed individuals, Jesus was right there with divine order to drive out the enemy and establish heaven's order in that person's life, and they were delivered. So if you think about it, it's allowing God's divine order to invade really the disorder that we do experience on the earth. Yeah. So how do we bring divine order in our life? I think the biggest way for me, since I'm asking the question, <laughs> is the renewing of our mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we bring divine order into our life is to align our thoughts, our thinking, to scripture, mm -hmm. obviously, and the ways of heaven and allowing the Holy Spirit access, mm -hmm. allowing the Holy Spirit to have authority in our life. And as we renew our mind, then, then we can see our world through a different perspective. And when we come into that alignment, we can actually bring order 
to chaotic situations. And that's why we can have a peace that passes all understanding because now we're renewing our mind. We're we're looking at that situation through the understanding of heaven. Mm -hmm. So the external does not hold the same level of power of influence over my thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and that's over, so over that's how so true. I'm re I responding think, emotionally. I think Paul where he says uh that he is that he learned to be content in whatever situation he was in, whether mm. it was in lack or in abundance. Yeah. And at the end of that, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so he was able to be stable. Mm -hmm. He was able to be consistent in every situation. Why? Because he aligned himself to Christ and Christ's efficiency was enough for him. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like what you said uh, earlier about chaos, some people just live in chaos. Mm -hmm. um, well, we're the only ones inside of our own head. And so mm -hmm. sometimes we don't even know the culture of our own thoughts because they're the yeah. only thoughts that we have. Mm -hmm. And so while we're talking about connecting with heaven, I think one of the ways uh, to do that is you've got to know what God says. You've got to know who God is. You have to know mm -hmm. about him. And um, as believers, we were given the word of God. And so mm -hmm. it can seem like such an obvious or, um, you know, we just say that as Christians, well, you got to read your Bible. But how you actually know the mind of Christ is you seek what he said. Mm -hmm. uh, you meditate on his words. You're with him. You're in his presence. So the more we know his word, and then we can take that as our grid and think about what we think about and start to recognize, okay, um, I'm having this thought, is this thought in heaven? And then uh, I love, I don't know if you were the originator of it or if it came from somewhere else, but you've taught in the past about um, asking whose signature is on it. Mm. Was, was that? Mm. It's been so long. Okay. You know? <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> it's mine now, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. And I've used that a lot when I'm talking to people. They'll They'll come and they'll say, I'm experiencing this. And I'll say, okay, whose signature is on it? Is this the signature of the divine? Um, and is they, it stealing? Is it killing? Right, is it destroying? Right. Or is it abundant life? Yeah. And you know, nine and a half times out of ten, they'll say, This is not, you know, God's <laughs> signature. Yeah. And so just recognizing that it's so simple, but for me, it's been really life-changing because if I'm having a thought, to me, it seems like reality. But if mm -hmm. I can say, okay, whose signature is on this? If it is not the signature of God, mm -hmm. then I have the power to submit it to the Lordship of Christ and bring it into that divine order that is heaven's reality. Yeah. There is so much power in truth because truth does make us free. We know the Bible says that. Yeah. But I was just thinking about the armor, you know, the helmet of salvation and all those things. Well, the very first one listed in the armor is the belt of truth. Mm -hmm. Isn't it unique that out of all the pieces of the armor that Paul says, listen, this is the first one. Yeah. Put on that belt of truth. Yeah. That is our foundation, that yeah. truth. And from that truth, I can put on the helmet of salvation and I can have the sword of the spirit and all those things. And so that belt of truth, it keeps our pants on, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it keeps the order right there. Well, you know, when I'm walking in that truth, that is the foundation that is unmovable and unshakable. Yeah. And even if that truth doesn't seem like a reality, for me at the moment, yeah. I have to know if God said it, that I believe it and that's where I'm putting my faith. Yeah. And when you walk by faith, it's not, it's not about denying the reality that you're facing. It's just, there's another reality. Yes. And that's the reality of heaven. So mm -hmm. we're not saying that you just deny what's happening in your circumstance. Right. We're saying that you need to align with heaven's perspective. And the question that I, I like to ask or, you know, when I when I work with someone or talk with someone, what what reality what reality do you want influencing your life? Yeah. Because if if it's birthed out of chaos, it will only bring destruction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you align with heaven, you'll get the results of heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh so yeah. It, it it starts with a choice. What are you willing to influence? What are you willing to allow to influence your life? 
So every thought I have is a seed into what will be manifested in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I, I hate to put the responsibility on us, but the fact is I choose what I will think. Mm-hmm. I choose the attitudes I have. Which mm-hmm. is a powerful statement just there because a lot of times we don't even recognize that we have the power over right. that. We just kind of are subject to our thoughts rather than understanding yeah, a lot of we have authority we, over them. We feel our emotions are more real, real yeah. than mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. yeah, When in actuality, our negative emotions have come from these negative seeds we have planted in our soul. Yeah. So we really have to uproot those seeds and replace them with truth. And if we replace them with truth, heaven's reality, then that will begin to clean up or rewrite yeah. the instructions of our brain. I think the Bible calls it the renewing yeah. of the mind, yeah. right? And the more our mind is renewed, with the thoughts and the ways of heaven, that even if I do experience chaos, I'm viewing that chaos from a different perspective. And that really is a place of power. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So we're talking about saying no to chaos. I don't know if that's a great uh, statement because I realized a long time ago, Mm. I don't think we should always focus on our no's. Mm -hmm. I think we should focus on our yeses. yeah. Because when you say yes to divine alignment, when you say yes to Christ, when you say yes to his word, it doesn't matter what the no is. You don't, it's, it's like putting all the attention on the temptation mm-hmm. right? rather so good. than truth, rather than love. So instead of saying no to chaos, what are you saying yes to? Yeah. 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 The moment you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Yeah. Well, isn't that... Marriage? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) When you say I do, you're saying no to everyone else. That's right. And so when you say yes to Christ, when you say yes to his truth and his principles and his life, guess what we're also saying? Because I've said yes to that, I'm also saying no to all this other stuff. Wow. That's so good because I was just thinking I... Uh, I talk to people who are going through chaos, internal Mm -hmm. chaos, and so often, and I'm guilty of this myself, I'm not pointing fingers, um, but so often we think that in order to get through chaos, we have to keep rolling around in the chaos. And so we have to figure out (laughs) the chaos. So we have to analyze it. So we have to strategize it. So we have to um, let our emotions go there so we can process through it. And there's a time and a place for processing through those things in that way. But so often, and even neurologically, when we do that, when we stay in it, we are reinforcing it. And you think that you are progressing by doing that, but you're not, you're deepening the cycles of chaos. Mm -hmm. So instead, and it is so counterintuitive to Mm -hmm. most of us, but instead you have to kind of, um, forcefully change your thought patterns. So in the morning, if the first thing that you do is think about the problems and think about the chaos and you start feeling what you're doing is you're kicking up those hormones within your body. You are getting those those memories, those thoughts rolling in your brain and you're reinforcing it. So instead, if you can say, no, I am going to think on these things. And the Bible gives you a whole list in Philippians. Think on what is pure, what is Mm -hmm. good, what is lovely of good report. If you can purposely say, I will not go into chaos, I will go into order. So like, just like what you said, we focus on the yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go to yes. I'm going to go to order, to peace, whatever that is for you and focus on that. That's going to kickstart your day um, to head in the right direction. Yeah, it it would be strange if I said yes to my wife and all I thought about was other women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. oh. that would be really strange. But we do uh, she it all would the not time. be happy. So, yeah. so when we say yes to Jesus, we are saying yes to the Prince of Peace. Yes, and so we spend our time focusing on things that promote chaos and fear. So when we we have to understand, we need to spend less time thinking of things that we should be saying no to yeah. and just focus on what we've already said yes to do. Yes, right? That's really good. And so, like I said, we said yes to Christ. That's where our attention and our focus should be. And then those other things get worked out because we're not, we're not, we're not processing so much of what we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. 
I, I think a lot of times in the church it's like uh, mm-hmm. trying to focus on the do's and the don'ts. Well, if you just focus on what you've already said yes to, yeah. mm-hmm. I have decided to follow yeah. Jesus. No turning back. Yeah. No turning back. So if you have that mindset, all those, like I said, I made a commitment to my wife. So it would be foolish for me to think about other women or other situations. Mm-hmm. And actually that would be a violation of covenant. Yes, yes I might. It says you've already committed adultery, adultery in yeah. your heart. Yeah. yeah, It wasn't manifested externally, but it's in your heart. Why? Because that's what you're thinking about. That's what you're processing. It's almost scary to think about the times in our lives where we gave so much power to an external problem or so much power to man's opinion or so much power to the difficult circumstances that I am in rather than turning my attention mm-hmm. towards my God, who is the only place of my salvation, the only place that brings solution, the only place that brings peace. And I mean, right there, all the answers lie. And all it does is me taking or making the decision to take my attention off of the chaos and on to the author and the finisher of my faith. One of the things that I've noticed um, in our times of worship at service, um, if you don't know, um, I'm the leader of the worship team, so um, that's kind of the background. But any, anyways, one of the things that I've noticed that we've gotten into like those spontaneous moments, one of the things that I, I feel a desire to like sing out is nothing is going to steal my praise. Mm. Nothing is going to be so big that I can't put my attention on you. Wow. And so that's what we're talking about. Obviously, that's in the worship you know, the setting, but have we allowed the things in our life Mm -hmm. to become so big that our attention is taken off? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my biggest, biggest prayers that I pray and I pray over people is that God would be the biggest thing that we see and the loudest voice that we hear. And I know for me, when I'm in uh, worship especially, or or just throughout my days, if I'm feeling overwhelmed or I just can't focus or uh, in chaos, um, what I've got to do is start reminding myself of who he is. And let me, like, if I do that for 60 seconds, it resets everything because I'm no longer focused on me. I'm focused on him. And from that place, I can live my life yes. well. Yes. I think dealing with this, goes back to what do you want? Yeah. Because what you want is what you're going to pursue. Yes. So coming to the real realization that you no longer want chaos, mm-hmm. I think is probably the first step. Yeah. Which might be a huge yeah. life change. That might be a big, a big step for, uh, yeah. for some people. Yeah. So making that choice, is this what I want from my life? Are these, excuse me, are these the type of relationships that I want to cultivate and foster? Mm-hmm. Is, is this the frame of mind that I want to develop and, and live in? If it's not, then choose life. Yeah. Choose the things of the kingdom. Yeah. I've worked with some people through the years in very, very, very difficult situations. And um, usually when you start talking to them, they just pour out all the complaint. They pour out all the battles, the struggles, the chaos. And when you introduce truth in a loving, compassionate, empathetic way to see their response, if they do everything in their power to say, yes, that's what I want, you know you're working with someone who's going to gain the victory because they desire the thoughts and ways of heaven over all those other situations. And they're willing to pay a price. They're willing to believe the truth. They're willing to go through the renewing of the mind. But I've also dealt with people that begin to argue with you, fighting for their right to feel the way they feel because life is so terrible. And I've learned that if they refuse to deal with that, 
all my prayers, all my investment, all my loving, all my caring, all my time will produce nothing because they're holding so tightly onto that thing that uh, supports their belief about what life truly is for them. Yeah. And so that's where I really feel like uh, making that conscious choice to lean into the spirit of God Mm -hmm. because only the Holy Spirit can grace us and enable us and empower us to do and go beyond what we've established in our neural networking. There has to be a supernatural grace or a supernatural awakening. I know for me... I was set in different things in my life, you know, whether it was molestation from a child or beliefs or whatever. And, and, but when I had an encounter Mm -hmm. with God and he would speak something to me, or I had an experience where the Holy Spirit revealed something to me or a defining moment, I mean, just a few seconds in the presence of God had the power to dismantle those things as his creative power of truth invaded me. And it, put inside of me a passion to begin to fight what I didn't have the power to fight previously. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned when I'm dealing with someone like that, instead of trying to convince them to think differently, I just pull back and I begin to pray for them that the Holy Spirit uh, would so give them revelation and give them grace. And my encouragement to them is to pursue the Holy Spirit, to pursue the nature of Jesus, to pursue the heart of the Father. Because if they just step out and say, Father God, and begin to cry out to him, I believe if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So if anyone is listening and you're like stuck in this cycle where you can't get out, you know the truth, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to stay focused on that truth. Really what I believe you need is an encounter with the spirit of God. So instead of fighting just for the truth, fight for the person of truth because he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. So when you pursue him and cry out for that revelation that can only come from the heart of God, then there will be an empowerment uh, if you don't have at that moment in your life the power to make those choices because the strongholds and the lies and the experiences are so deep and so traumatic. We really need those encounters with the Lord. And it was those moments in my life that began to give me the power to confront the lies with truth. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, doing that has just looked as simple as Holy Spirit come. Yes. And just as many times as I can bring that into my remembrance, just saying, Holy Spirit, uh, I bring your awareness or I bring your presence into my awareness. Uh, and just the very act of doing that can really uh, set you up for those encounters as you're just saying, Holy Spirit, I recognize that you're here right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I recognize that the presence of order, the presence of peace is in this room, is in my heart right now. And it can just really start there. We don't, sometimes we overcomplicate it, but just start by just saying, Holy Spirit, come, just come into my awareness um, and invade my space right now. And for those that you know, have lived in a chaotic lifestyle, that's the thing that feels normal to them. What are some of the advantages of living life in peace? I get I I guess what I'm asking is you why know why fight for it? Why fight for this, huh? Yeah, why fight to not live in chaos? Right. Like what are the advantages of confronting chaos in your life? The fruit of the spirit. I think joy, peace, patience, kindness. If you're in a state of chaos, I think you're you're um, missing out on the harvest of connection with the Holy Spirit. Because if you're in connection with the Holy Spirit, who is the Prince of Peace and who is that presence of order, then you get the benefits of tasting uh, the fruit of the Spirit in your life. 
I think another thing that takes place is the lid that has been over us is removed. And we are in a place where now we can start seeing who we really are in God, Mm -hmm. seeing our value, seeing our worth. Because if I view my personal life through the grid of external chaos, I will feel like a victim. Mm -hmm. I will feel powerless. But when that is confronted, I can begin to discover who I am and the value that I hold. And that gives vision. It gives purpose. It gives passion. Mm -hmm. It motivates me to be a voice on behalf of others and to encourage others because whatever I receive, man, I want to give it away. Yeah. You know, so I think discovering who God ordained us to be as a son or daughter of the king, but also the uniqueness of who we are and what he's placed inside of us to impact our world for good. One of the driving forces of chaos is fear. Yes. Have you ever gone into a room and you could feel the atmosphere? Mm-hmm. Well, the atmosphere of chaos is fear. Mm-hmm. And I and I realize Fear has one goal in mind, and that is control. Yes. So the the ultimate goal of fear is to control for what purpose? Fear has one end in mind. We know the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So the end goal mm-hmm. or the predetermined outcome is of fear is stealing, killing, and destroying. Yeah. And so if we partner with fear... We're partnering for that predetermined outcome, which is not a good thing. What is the predetermined outcome of aligning our heart with Christ? Life and life more abundantly. So what is the advantage of confronting chaos, chaos in your life? Receiving the life, the life that Christ has promised, the life that is more abundant. Yeah even beyond what we could even think or imagine. Yeah. That's yeah. worth fighting for, I would say. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys ready to get into some practical ways yeah. that we can uh, bring, say no to chaos or say yes to order, if that's the way we're <laughs> saying it now? <laughs> Maybe that's a better title, say yes to order. <laughs> so that the title Have is undetermined. Have you ever undetermined. heard of clickbait? <laughs> <laughs> clickbait is where you... <laughs> Say no to chaos. All yeah. right. So the practical ways to say no to chaos. <laughs> right. Well, one of them is saying know what your yeses are. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think for me, one of the ways is memorial stones. When I look back and I see every place that there was protection, there was provision, there was grace. You know, uh, the times I heard God's voice or the times he spoke to me or the times he delivered me or the times uh, where uh, my life could have been literally physically destroyed and my life was saved. I mean, all these memorials, all these testimonies, all these things that took place where the goodness of God ruled and reigned in my life. And back even before I knew Christ, before I was even born again, I remember different situations where my life was supernaturally spared. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, wow, that was amazing. And uh, But then after I got saved, I realized, my goodness, that might have been angels unaware. Yeah. That was that was God protecting me because uh, he is moving and protecting those who shall be heirs of salvation. And so even before Christ and after Christ, all those memorial sto- stones Uh, because they are memories of the goodness of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God, the power of God. And so basically it's going back and it's turning my attention on the supernatural power of an unlimited, Mm -hmm. all-knowing, all-powerful God rather than temporal circumstances. So the shortened way to say that is... (laughs) (laughs) The shortened way to say that is focus on life-giving things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Focus on what God has done. Yeah. And who God is. Yeah. We always joke with my mom because whenever a title needs to come up, it's always <laughs> 20 pages. Like a title cannot be 20 pages. No, it might be 20 lines, yeah. not pages. I mean. <laughs> and there's and always a subtitle. I think yeah. our, our generation true. is... I- 
our generation is those one word titles. And get to the point. And my mom is like, <laughs> generational partnership for advancement in the kingdom. With the, you know, on and on. I'm like, well, can we just call it go or something? <laughs> That's anyway. real. That's a real thing. That's yeah, a that's real it. thing. And but that's what makes our partnership so much fun. How can we wrap this paragraph up into a title? <laughs> so what you were saying is put your thoughts on things, you know, memorial that are, stones. Yeah, all yeah. the that things God has done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. I would say for me is create structure and order where there is none. Mm. Yeah. And if you're okay, let me put it this way. When a married couple or someone is planning on bringing a new baby into their home, mm. they'll prepare a room for it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So growth advancement is coming. So we are going to make a space for it. And so sometimes we don't ever experience the growth that we would like because we never make space in our world for it. Yeah. And so I would suggest that if, if you are in this state of chaos is start creating structures structures in your life that leave space for peace. Yeah. Mm. That leaves space for growth and maturity. So that I would say that's a practical way. Yeah. And I think that just uh, goes into boundaries. I think if you're looking to establish order in your life in this way, go get some teaching on boundaries. We're not going to do it today, <laughs> um, but there's lots of it out there. Boundaries basically help us determine our yeses and our nos, and they draw the lines and say, uh, this is what is acceptable in my culture and this is what is not acceptable. So just go, go get some teaching on boundaries and start putting those things into it's practice. It's basically keeping the bad out and letting the good in. Yeah, but so you have to keeping, set that boundary yeah. in order for that to happen. Otherwise, everything's swirling around around you and you have little control over what's happening. And that's so true and it's so good because there's situations in my life where I am tempted to think a, a, a bad thought, a negative thought, a, yeah. a depressing you? thought. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, uh-uh, you're not coming in, you know, yeah. or I've really been delivered of shame, which is a false identity. So whenever a thought of shame comes to tempt me, I go, uh-uh, yeah. I'm not granting you access. Yeah. And I put up that boundary because a lot of times we think about boundaries with people when, and that can be, yes. Yeah. But I think the biggest boundaries I put up of what I will grant access to mm -hmm. in my thinking and what will not stay in my thinking. And that's like a daily battle or a daily uh, journey that I have because I'm very aware when a negative thought hits. Mm -hmm. And if I immediately say, no, you will not have access to me. Yeah. I'm not going back to the person that I was. Yeah. And and so that is keeping the bad out um, and or not letting bad in. And keeping yeah. it out, but keeping that good yeah. on the inside of me. So you're setting boundaries in your mind. That's a big part of thought management is Most definitely. just saying, okay, is this thought peace or is this thought chaos? If it's chaos, kick it out. That's right. It doesn't have to live in your in your mind. Uh, and so that's a huge one when it comes to our internal chaos. I think with external chaos, uh, one thing is look around. What is around you? Are there people in your life who are propagating a culture of chaos? Are you mm. feeding on the media that is just, you know, yeah. surviving on chaos? Mm -hmm. What is around you? And then determine, is this the culture that I want in my life? Am I feeding peace with these things? Uh, or do I need to make some changes? So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, avoid conversations with people uh, that promote chaos. One of the things that I believe is that love and fear do not mix. Mm -hmm. They're like oil and water. They do not mix very well. Perfect well. love casts out yeah. fear. So that's pretty strong. Yeah. And, and, I, and we know from scripture that we're actually called vessels. So we actually have the ability, like you could see that God fills us up. He fills us to overflowing. So our design, our creation design is to be vessels. So there's only, my point in saying all that is there is only so much space mm -hmm. in our vessel. Mm -hmm. So if we feed on fear, it's going to drive out love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we feed on love and we feed on peace, what is it going to do? It's going to drive out. It's going to push out fear and disorder and chaos. So if you're, if you're dealing with this, step back and saying, what am I filling myself with? 
And if I want to change that, start filling yourself with the things like what we talked about, our thought life, meditate on what is good, pleasing, mm. pure. And as you do that, it begins to push out the things, you know? So it's not always like, I guess my point is, it's not always about saying no to chaos, like I said before. Mm -hmm. It's saying yes to something which drives out chaos. Yeah. 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 So you're saying we can't have it all. <laughs> we have <What>? to choose. <laughs> exactly. If yeah. you want order, you can't have chaos. They can't coexist, so you've got to choose. Well... Or you're unstable in all your ways, like James says. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tossed to and fro. Which is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <proving> my point. <laughs> Actually, the, the solution is very simple to understand. Oh, simple but not easy? Is but that what you're going? not easy to <laughs> yeah. practice. But what makes maturity? But Practice. Practice. Mm -hmm. um, by reason of use, our senses are exercised to discern what is good and what is evil. And so usually to fight for the good um, takes a little bit more effort than to passively sit on the banks of the things that just flow to us. Well, especially when we live in a world yes, where... It's feeding it all the time. Yeah, it's just it's just constantly propagating that lifestyle of... Uh, fear and chaos because, you know, that's the enemy. But guess what? We uh, don't have to live in that because of Jesus. I think about um, dictators throughout history uh, and dictators would use fear to control the citizenry. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness, uh, are we going to allow our choices to dictate our actions through fear? Or are we going to drive that dictator, the thief, out and say, "No, I'm gonna, I'm going to be the leader of what I will think and what I will feel." One and thing what I with will do. fear, I know for me, I used to say that I didn't deal with fear, and then all of a sudden, I'm affronted with this like crippling anxiety, which then I learned and recognized was fear. Um, but we don't always know when it's fear. So one True. thing, just to strip it way, way, way down, I've just learned if something, if I do not like the way that I'm feeling, then I can do something about it. That's so a good. lot of times we, did, we, we wouldn't call it fear and we might not call it chaos, but really if there's something inside of you that is off, you can do something about it. You can bring order to that chaos. And then it's just working with the Holy Spirit and with you know natural tools and resources to do that. I've learned every time I speak, act, or do something that is not really me, it was sourced by fear. Yeah. Even though it didn't feel like fear, it was still sourced by fear. Yeah. And I've learned that when I recognize that fear, I immediately have power over it. Yeah. Yeah. So another practical way that we can say no to chaos, I would say is hold to the vision that God has for you. Mm -hmm. Because chaos wants to keep you low to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having vision for where God wants you, where God is taking you, it helps you rise above mm -hmm. your circumstances. Really so uh, the, the circumstances, fear, chaos, they want to keep you low. They want to keep you... So focus on the immediate, the immediate circumstance mm -hmm. rather than rising above and seeing um, hope, yeah. hope for tomorrow, hope for your life, hope for the situation. So I would say that's a, a big practical way is holding on to vision. Yeah, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, right. but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so vision, having that heart that God's will for my life is power, mm -hmm. love, and a sound mind, a sound mind, mm -hmm. uh, which also can be translated to have a self-controlled mind. Um, and so lean into those things and and just for me it's just recognizing where you're not there because until you recognize it you're not going to do anything about it so just recognizing where i am not operating in power love and a sound mind and then okay 
the will of God for my life is power, love, and a sound mind. That is his vision for me. So I'm going to partner with that vision and that's going to help us to see beyond the chaos into what he has for us. I've learned that chaos is contagious. Yeah, yeah. But so is peace. Yeah. And when our world is in chaos, the world is looking for leaders that bring stability and safety and security. Because if we can function in that, people will be drawn to that peace because they want to walk in that as well. So I believe having order in our private world literally is contagious as well. Yeah. And I will say with that though, there are times where you're in an atmosphere of chaos and you know what? If God's called you to go in and be peace and transform, great. But there are uh-huh. times where you you actually have to get out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you actually have to leave an environment of chaos so that you can go be peace somewhere else. Well, <laughs> you know, like when people leave, they'll be like, peace. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. It's I'm like, I got to get out of here. And I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you're going to be able to bring peace and sometimes you're going to have to take your peace and get out. <laughs> yeah. And I think it goes back to one of the episodes we did on being powerful. Powerful people change what they can, but they choose peace in what they cannot change. Right. So if I'm in a situation where I don't have the power to bring change, then that's when I need to just be right. Function in peace yeah. because I know I can't yeah, change that's it. Good. I just have to step back. Yeah. Another way that we can say no to chaos would be to look for potential solutions and not just the problem. Mm. I mean, it's really easy to look at the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's sometimes in a negative way exhilarating to focus on the negative. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't the case, no one would do it, kind yeah. of thing. So, I would suggest in every situation, no matter how hopeless it seems, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe many people miss their opportunity because they're trapped in the emotion of their present circumstance. And I also think about that, that the very, here, let, let me put it this way. The very definition of opportunity means a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. Mm. So my question for those that are listening, what are you going to do with the circumstances that you're facing? You're not powerless. You're not a victim. What will you do? Yeah. Because a lot of us are waiting for the opportunity to come, the quote unquote, the positive opportunity. But an opportunity only means a set of circumstances Mm -hmm. that make it possible to do something. Mm. In your circumstance... What are you going to do? Are you going to function in fear or faith? Yeah. Hopelessness or vision? You have an opportunity right now. Mm -hmm. What will you do with it? Yeah. With that too, I think sometimes we are so in our own stuff that one tool is you bring somebody else in. Mm -hmm. So go find the most positive person that you know. There you go. Ask ask them what they would do. (laughs) And don't... Say no, just listen to them. Just listen to what they have to say. Listen to what another voice has to say because sometimes you are just so in it that you can't, you can't see out of it. And so let them talk into it and make a decision that you are, you're not gonna make an excuse. You're not gonna shoot them down. You're not gonna be the dream smasher. You're just gonna listen because sometimes (laughs) you're gonna need somebody else's help to help you out of this. So you're saying blind spots are a thing. Are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Blind spots are, you can't see it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're you need gonna someone need else. else. Yeah. Yes. And be humble to receive it. Yeah. Just shut up and listen and let somebody else. Sorry, I'm a millennial. <laughs> and just let them speak into you uh, and just make the choice ahead of time. You're not going to shut them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, let them help you out of the chaos, out of the mess. So just like people can pull you into chaos, like we talked about, people can also pull you into peace if mm-hmm. you let them, if you choose to. That reminds me of an experience I had. I was probably 18 or 19, and I went to visit my brother who lived in Florida, and we went out into the ocean, and I got in. It's the things that pulls you out. I forget what they call it. Riptide? Pardon? Riptide? Yeah, yeah, and it began to pull me out. And 
I literally began to feel myself drift away uh, because I was just being pulled down Mm -hmm. under. And all of a sudden I felt something in my hand. I didn't know what it was, but I felt something and I grabbed it. And here it was my brother's belt. (laughs) And he grabbed me and he pulled me in. And so it was the slightest sensation of his belt. I didn't know that's what it was, but I felt something and I held on to that. Yeah. Yeah. And that caused him to save my life. Yeah. And so that really feeds into how little simple things that we hold on to that another has mm-hmm. that is stable and is strong, they can pull us into a place of safety when we hold on to that. Yeah. 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 That's good. Well, I just wanted to add one thing before we close, and that is. Uh, I said earlier that God, he started everything in creation with order. Uh, And I just think it's important to say that God does not lead us with chaos or confusion. And so many times I hear people and they don't know what, where God is leading them. And they're in this swirl of chaos and confusion. And I just say, that is not the voice of the Lord. You have to choose peace. You have to choose to fix your eyes on him because um, if you ju- if if you think that God is leading you through confusion, you won't get out of it because you think it's His will for your life. Mm-hmm. You think mm-hmm. that that's how He leads you, and He doesn't. God does not lead you in in chaos and confusion. I think of Elijah in the cave, and there was a wind, and there was an earthquake, and it's as God was not in those things. God was in the still small voice, and so mm-hmm. um, I just think that's important. That was yeah, huge for so me, good. and I I just think that's. Um, we just got to recognize God leads us through peace. He leads us through order. So we might not always have all the answers, but he doesn't lead us in fear. He doesn't lead us in chaos or confusion. He is a God of peace. I'll take it one step further. I will even say that the Holy Spirit will never lead you in what ifs. Yeah, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. actually in scripture, it says, oh, there will be persecution. Mm -hmm. There will be this. So if you're... What ifs are the language of fear? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why would the Holy Spirit say what if? The Holy Spirit <laughs> knows all things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you in a what if. Mm-hmm. The language of what if is fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't align with the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Align with the heart and the leading of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will not lead you in a what if. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah. So. Uh, this was this was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had fun. We hope you guys got something out of it. I'm sure there were a couple keys in there, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.